0: Okay, we're going to do a different format here just to uh, keep things interesting. Um, this is something I do periodically is I don't like to bore everyone with just videos or just the PowerPoints. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching all the threads come in on the small group discussion. And, you know, I'll be really, really, really honest with you. I wrote that question uh, or, you know, beg, borrow, pleated from different areas and put it all together a couple of years ago, um, maybe even as far as three years ago, because it's a realistic problem that philosophers work on. And with the COVID-19 pandemic, it is interesting now that people actually give a crap (laughs) what philosophers have to say about these things. And um, so one of the reasons I wanted to kind of provide this format for uh, my commentary is Not that I couldn't write it out, but, you know, again, do you want to read another thing? Um, But also, I wanted to actually speak to you about the difficulty. Um, So, I'm on the ethics board at Wesley. I'm the co-chair, or the vice chair, I guess. And this is a real problem. Um, Now, as of today, April 2nd, right, it is not wildly out of hand in the Sedgwick County area. Um, but my, the people I work with on the committee, um, including the, uh, chief of staff and the chief medical officer and a few other really good doctors and staff members and community members, um, are wanting to get ahead of this conversation so that they don't, I mean, they're, they're smart. They're watching what happened in Italy. Um, happening they're watching what's unfolding in the three larger hot spots including uh, like seattle and new york and louisiana and hey we don't want to get there but there's a legitimate possibility right and there are there's a finite number of ventilators in wesley in any hospital right and so the thing is you you uh Resource up based on what you know your demands and needs are in your area, but an outbreak or a pandemic will stress that system quickly. And um, I've read a couple of people kind of pointed out, well, there needs to be discussions, there needs to be this, and that's true. That is absolutely true. So one of the things that is part of an actual process, so the, the hospital administrators didn't make this up. There's pretty set guidelines from different governments, different states. shouldn't say governments, but like state and local authorities, uh, national authorities. And people just keep kind of tweaking or varying a theme in those. But what it does require is a lot of conversation up front that, yes, we will treat you. You will get this um, medical resource. You'll get this ventilator. And then there's an ongoing evaluation while you're here. And the scary part is like where this question becomes very real. And I love the fact that you're taking it seriously. Unfortunately, I think it's the pandemic that's driving the seriousness. Is there could be a time when, if you have a thousand people at Wesley or in trying to get to Wesley to have a ventilator, they don't have a thousand. I don't think any facility has a thousand that I'm aware of, right? If you get that many at some point, you can take some, but it can't be first come, first serve, right? That's troubling in itself because the first one there is sick, but it's probably going to be okay. The one that's, you know, a couple of hundred later might really need that vent more, but if you do first come, first serve, it's not going to work. So you really go by you know, the health prognosis, diagnosis. And unfortunately, and this is the thing that, so if we want to start trying to get to real numbers here, right? Don't listen to the news, go read some stuff, go pull up some data. Um, you know, I've, I told my class the other day on zoom. I like, I mean, it's possible my wife is still working. Um, it's possible I could get COVID, but I could be fine. Right. I'm, I'm talking to friends. I'm texting um, video talking with them doing things and you know people have been diagnosed and sent home like oh you'll be fine go home um, now I'm not saying ignore all the social or excuse me physical distancing stuff I am saying that don't get wigged out about it um, but on the, on the resource side <laughs> the problem that comes up is if I get COVID and I end up in the bad shape and get put on a vent I would like to think I would get to stay on it but who's to say that there's not a 30 year old who has better health scores based on age health, organ response lots of things and they have to say okay, here's the review we've looked at you again and we're going to take the ventilator off now what is horrible is, I don't want that to happen, but it could happen. And there's a lot of... That's why I'm saying, go look at the numbers. Don't scare yourself when you read when you hear things on TV. Go go look it up. Um, but there's an automatic fear response to that. And what we do is we react. We're like, well, the authorities can't do that. Well, here's the thing. and We haven't quite got there yet. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to add this is... When we get to Aristotle, we talk about justice, and he talks about government and authorities in terms of justice um, being able to and probably needing to talk about punishment and distributing resources or how they're allocated. Those are two primary functions. And so we get really upset when things don't seem to go our way, but government does have to kind of do that. Now, the reason I asked that question with Plato is because Right? The assumption that we have, and sort of correctly so, people are fallible. People make mistakes. And frankly, some people are stupid and do awful things. So you tell me the authorities can make this decision and it's going to end an innocent person's life. Oh my gosh, that can't be right. For Plato, coming out of his uh, training and teaching and studying with Pl- uh, Socrates, excuse me, we have to understand that people are fallible, but if the authorities were actually led by the good and not wealth, if they knew truth, goodness, and beauty, if they knew those transcendentals that are going on in the Republic, if they were the wise guardians, then we should trust that they can do this. Now, that's a big ask. That's a big level of trust. Um, But it comes up again even when we look at, excuse me, when we get to, uh, Aristotle referring to this as a system of government that has to do that. It doesn't mean that every system's right either. It means there are some that may have to make this hard decision. Now, is it murder? Well, it certainly seems like it, right? But uh, I noticed one of you pointed out murder requires uh, premeditation and a forethought and malice, and that's not here. I mean, people are making the decisions without malice. It is with forethought, but to try to lessen the blow, it's really complicated. Are these people innocent? Sure, in a general sense, right? No one's really innocent, so that's kind of a loose end, loose card. Where, well, If you look at the uh, media right now, spend some time uh, looking stuff up, not watching it necessarily, you'll see a lot of references to the trolley problem, and that's something I don't usually cover until later, Uh, because it requires that we have a little bit more uh, normative theoretical ethics behind us, like deontology or utilitarianism. Um, I asked this question here with Plato and Aristotle, primarily to start getting at what we think makes a person, and what do we think about even at beginning life, right? So that's really the point of the question, was to get people to evaluate their beliefs about beginning life and end of life, and what we think a person is. It just came out to be so real. With COVID-19, that truly we would talk about a trolley problem with, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is the proverbial thought experiment of there's a runaway trolley, you can flip a switch between two tracks. One track has five people, one, the other track has one person, and effectively you can allow the trolley to run over five people and kill them, but save the one. Or you can flip the switch and save the one or kill the one that saves the five. Now, this really tells us almost nothing um, It does tend to be a little bit of a game of oh, if you're a deontologist and everyone has a right, then you got to save the one he's just he's worth as much as everybody else, but if you're a good utilitarian right, you have to process that. Five lives is, I mean, five is a bigger number than one. I can do more good by doing that. I can do more good by taking this ventilator from one person who's not going to do as well as this other person. Now, that makes some sense in, in a common sense way. Since we haven't talked about deontology or utilitarianism yet, it may not resonate real well with all of you. So we'll probably have to pick this up again later. And I'm sure we'll have ample opportunity to do so in our current environment. But one of the things that comes up in this thought experiment is, while it seems like a real obvious, oh-ho, oh, save five to uh, sacrifice one to save five, there are complications, right? I mean, the difficulty, like I said, with the thing about being innocent is, who's to say everyone that's getting saved is a good person, right? I mean, not to be real super morbid or creepy, but how do we know the person, one of the five that doesn't get saved is also a weird pedophile, then we're like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Well, you don't know, right? I mean, a numbers game doesn't make a qualitative decision. Now, saving one and killing five is pretty rough, too, because if this was an actual surgical situation, you know, go explain to the five families why, well, I just had to save that one. He was just as worthy. Well, how do you know? And go tell their five children or their ten children this thing. Um the third experiment gets bigger uh, later down the road and makes it harder, and so maybe this is something you can process while you're reading through these posts. Is um, There's a variation on this. This is kind of sick and morbid also, where it says there's a fat man on a bridge over the track, and if you give the guy a push, he's big enough, he'll fall over and he'll actually derail the trolley so it won't uh, hit anybody, or at least hit either one or five. Not anybody, really, but... Um, it's called you know would you push the fat man and people struggle with that one and it's weird because it's the same decision save one or save five but there's something like gut level viscerally different about physically like if I flip a switch that's pretty distant that's pretty remote in fact I can be in another room and do it some cognitive scientists have played with this model before and see people will flip the switch but it's really different if you had to make that physical contact and do it so I mention that because even when I, with the ethics committee, and when we work on stuff like this, here's the reality: a decision may have to be made. It is not easy on any of those people, All right? So even here, we're having this theoretical discussion about the authorities, and I want you to have that discussion. But I'm already sort of on call, and I've already reached out to a few people to also be on call. That if we hit that level, and we certainly hope we don't. That if we hit that level that we're making those decisions, we're going to have a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors, and a lot of staff suffering from compassion fatigue and moral distress. Because it's not just as simple as flipping that switch from a distance, right? It is you had to go do something, and that weighs on you. So, you know, this question betrays a little bit um, the reality of this kind of thing that uh, governmental authority can sort of flip the switch from a distance and that's why it seems so cold but the ones who actually have to do it will feel that responsibility and so that's why we talk about these kinds of things and so if you're going in the medical profession let me tell you, you're going to run into those situations a lot more than you think and it's not always just because of a pandemic so keep up the good work, Uh, feel free to shoot me any emails with questions on this um it's, it's a thing that I do. Thanks.